Percy, what would you say is the most important thing to remember about engaging in any conflict? Wayne, I would simply say being empowered to show up to put forth any resistance despite the outcome of the engagement. And this is particularly true for the cancer community. Cancer is not our friend, Mm. and it should be fought against when at all possible. Let's have a conversation about this today, my friend. Let's do it. And your wife, Anita, will join us on the program coming up on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. He is Reverend Percy McRae, Pastor P. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Pastor P is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. He is a husband, mm. and his wife, Anita, will join us for her second time. You know, when someone comes back to the show, that always encourages me, you know, that they're willing to come back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and she was definitely willing to do so, and she had some things to say, and okay, so we're, right. we're bringing her back. Okay, and it should encourage her that we wanted her to come back yes. here today. So, Anita, if you're listening... Thanks for all that you do, including keeping this guy in line. Mm. I I know that's kind of hard to do sometimes. So, all right, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. So today we're going to have a conversation that basically addresses the, the mentality and the disposition of when we are dealing with cancer and when we see cancer, what should be what should be our disposition? How mm-hmm. should we react and think about it? And and uh, my wife is giving her perspective uh, on the day when yeah. I was told that I had cancer and what she thought and what she told me and how she reacted. We're going to talk about that today with regard to fighting the good fight yeah. of faith. This is not theoretical between the two of you. No, not at all. We did this. This was a real day. It was a real moment, Wayne. I remember it very well. And, and I remember us looking at each other having that discussion and and first having that that look at each other like we need to have a discussion what are we going to say and mm-hmm. what are we going to do and we did just that yeah. well the way that you two have handled it i know you wouldn't say it's perfect but it certainly is a model for how marriages can can survive something like cancer well what i would certainly say in that regard is that it certainly was something that worked for us and and helped us but the key to it at the end of the day is that we both really knew and understood each other's personality very well yep. and then we were open to allowing god to show us other aspects about one another that cool. would help us as a couple cool all All right. Well, we'll hear from Anita here in just a moment. We're hoping to hear from you because we have a question for you. Have you ever had to make a choice to fight or push back against a particular challenge in your life while not being sure of the outcome? Mm. And uh, that happens all the time, doesn't it? It does. So tell us about it. Have you ever had to make a choice to fight or push back against a particular challenge in your life while not being sure of the outcome? Would you take a few moments and respond to that question at healthhopeandinspiration.com? Click on Connect. And then the uh, drop-down box will give you a chance to type in your response. Yeah, and speaking of questions, and we certainly do read those responses, and so thank you very much, and please continue to send them. We want to read a response from a previous show uh, of a question that was asked, and that question was, how did or does your faith make a difference to you in your cancer journey? And the response we received from Lawrence Harbor, New Jersey, said this, My breast cancer story is a testimony. I was diagnosed with cancer in January 2019. My coworkers were so supportive, but my home life not so much, Mm. as I had a troubled marriage. I was not spiritual then, very vain and materialistic. God put people in my path to help me through my journey, though. 
I had three people in particular who were blessings to me during this time of treatment. A total stranger I met through a Facebook support group while trying to quit smoking. Another who coincidentally had a friend who ran a breast cancer support group and introduced us and was instrumental in my emotional support. And lastly, a neighbor I'd known for years invited me to church with her. And once I went to the service, felt the presence of Jesus after being prayed over by the pastor. And for the first time in years, I experienced the peace of God. At this time, there is no sign of disease in my body. I could not have fought this without our father at my side. I learned that my plans were not his plans. My anxiety had lessened and has lessened with my trust in God. I continue to grow as a Christian every day and know that God has a plan for me. I know it was not coincidence that he put these people in my life to get me through my cancer. It was Jesus loving me. I wouldn't trade my cancer diagnosis for anything. I found Jesus and his unforsaken love because of my breast cancer. It took the biggest battle of my life for me to find God and humble myself, and I will be forever grateful. Doesn't get any better than that. That's a testimony and that's a story. And yeah. I thank God for just the candidness and yeah. the openness and the authenticity of it. Thank you for taking time to type in that answer to our simple question, how does your faith make a difference to you in your cancer journey? That is so important for us to hear. Yeah. And I think now, you know, now that Percy has read that testimony, many people are encouraged by yes. it. Yes. So thank you. All right. This week's question is available at the website healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number... 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Again, learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our very special guest today, her second time to join us on this podcast, is Anita McRae who is uh, married to somebody very special to us. Here he is. Well, hey, 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 I'm back with another episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I hope you're blessed and doing well out there today. I thought that it would make sense to uh, have another conversation with the most important person in my life, and that's my wife. Uh, You've heard from her before, and she's shared her feelings and thoughts about being a caregiver, and particularly being a caregiver with uh, a strong type A personality, one who's used to being in charge and, and running the show and, and how to learn how to dance uh, with that type of personality and, and not hover and not, you know, cross boundaries. We've talked about that with her, but she's also in her own right. Uh, she has worked in the healthcare community uh, for over 20 plus years. Uh, And she's worked at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America previously as well, which is uh, how I met her. And that's another conversation for another day. (laughs) But she's worked with uh, the cancer community. She has served in a management position 
and an administrative position where she's managed clinics. She's helped start clinics uh, and private physician practices. So she's been around this this conversation and this community. And her mom uh, also uh, had breast cancer. So again, welcome back to the show, Anita, my wife, my love and my heart and soul, my secret weapon. How you doing today? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good, sweetie. I'm really good. You and I were talking and, and, you know, we said, was there anything else that, you know, maybe you wanted to say about cancer or talk about cancer? You've been around this community as long as I have, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, you've been with me, you know, quite a while in the capacity of, you know, going out teaching and preaching. You've been with me in TV studios when I've done uh, interviews, radio stations. Uh, You've been with me on platforms when I've gone to big churches, small churches, Mm -hmm. and doing the work that I do with talking about faith and health and wellness and spirituality and clinical care and cancer. I thought it makes sense to ask, just get get some of your thoughts about how you feel about cancer in general. And so the first question I want to ask, when you hear cancer and when you think about cancer, the word cancer, what readily comes to your mind? When I think about cancer, the first thing that comes to my mind is cancer is the enemy. It's what we fight against. It causes pain and and heartache to so many. Um, I've watched it destroy families and 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 cause hurt and harm to so so many um, to loved ones and and those who we cared for. Yes, so cancer is the enemy. And, and with that being said, certainly cancer isn't our friend. Certainly cancer isn't anything that anyone would wish for or hope for. And I can certainly speak to that directly. But the other dynamic, and you've also been with me, again, as my partner for quite a while now in, in traveling with me and in the different venues and areas. And again, in your own right, because I want to be clear, uh, prior to meeting me, you had a life of your own, and you were part of the cancer community before you and I ever met one another. Cancer also, in a very odd way, can become a, a gift for people. It can, it, can, it can unlock and it can make alive inside of people renewed purpose and uh, help people to restructure their priorities and, and basically give them a reason to say, I'm going to stay on the planet, I'm going to fight back, and I'm going to do something and then contribute back to the planet. Let's talk about uh, how you feel about people that you've seen who have fought back this enemy, this foe, and then they turned around and they flipped the cancer conversation on his ear, and then they made that situation uh, versus it being an enemy. Now, here's what I'm doing Mm -hmm. with this and because of this. Let's talk about that. We have seen that. We've seen that. Well, with cancer fighters, with with patients who have created communities, with patients um, who have joined together and helped not only those who are in their their neighborhoods, their um, their churches, Mm -hmm. they've just gotten this this reach that has joined them, especially they've they've created social media groups all sorts of different kind of um, ministries. outreach ministries so that they can turn this this evil enemy into something that is good. So they absolutely have um, taken this awful thing that's happened to them and um, reached out to others and, and um, created something good from that. It absolutely can, can become something. They've, they've changed its purpose 
made made a purposeful life from from something that has happened to them. And I think what's important about what you're saying is, again, to be clear, no one would wish to have cancer. No one would invite cancer. And cancer is the enemy. And it and it has it's evil and insidious. But because of, again, as we believe as as people of faith and people who are connected to the to the love, the faith and the hope of God, we've seen people do amazing things mm-hmm. after being told that they had cancer and after worked through tremendous uh, struggle physically, financially to turn around and say, I'm going to do something about Mm -hmm. this and use it as a motivating factor. I'm thinking about our friend in Detroit, Michigan, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Reverend Daniel Horton, who Mm -hmm. who's now in the ministry. And, you know, he brought us to his local church and, you know, he's doing amazing things with the cancer community. And I'm thinking about uh, a friend of ours in uh, Hawaii that we met. Mm-hmm. We were presenting some information there and what they're doing on the island of Hawaii with, with as a result of, of having cancer. So the point that I think uh, is important is as evil and as insidious as cancer is, uh, with the proper motivation and, and inspiration, people can find renewed purpose. And I think that there's something to be to, to praise God about with regard to that. What do you say? You're, you're a strong woman of faith. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. I think one of the things that amazed me, um, particularly with my mother who had breast cancer, yeah. what she always said to me um, after, after her diagnosis and after she was in remission, she had a personality change. My mom had a quiet personality, um, but then she became a little bit more boisterous. Mm. She started telling us what she thought. She became a little bit more alive. And she said, you know what? I have been keeping these thoughts to myself for for so long now. I'm going to let you know. And so she, she just continued to... Um, tell us what she thought every day. We maybe didn't want to hear it all the time, <laughs> but, but she let us know. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, makes me, it makes me smile now to know that, you know what, mom had these thoughts and she was thinking um, that, that she didn't want to um, just keep those things to herself. Yeah. And it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And it was a renewing of her mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and that's that's great. So, yes, cancer can bring out some really great things in, in people that gives them another purpose. I don't have to stop living. And, and life becomes really valuable and the exactly. important things are important and the unimportant things aren't important. Are not anymore. important anymore. Yep. The little things don't matter anymore because we're I'm here. I'm here today and I'm going to live my life to the fullest. Yeah, I, I remember someone that I interviewed on the show who said it to me this way. She she eventually planted, I think, a, a, a blueberry field on a farm that she and her husband inherited. And she said that cancer released her superpowers. Yes. She she completely changed the way that she thought, how she saw life. And she just went after things that she said she would never consider doing. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of your mom, who's now in heaven. Yes. And, and so that we can be clear, your mom did not pass away from cancer at no. all. No, she did As not. As a matter of fact, she lived many years beyond her cancer mm-hmm. diagnosis successfully. And, and I can certainly attest to the fact that she was a go-getter and she went mm-hmm. out and made it happen. Uh, that 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 this this young lady told us it, it helped bring out her superpowers. Yeah. Um, now that you know you've been on this on on the other side of the the table, you know you with me with your mom, 
and supporting people in the cancer community, being part of the administration and management of, of physicians' practices uh, around the cancer community. What say you today about the subject of cancer? I mean, you know, many years ago, I know when I first started in, in, in the chaplaincy business of cancer, you know, there was not as many things to be hopeful for from a treatment perspective, from a survivalship perspective. What say you today about, you know, cancer at large, not not from a clinical perspective, mm-hmm. but, you know, cancer, I, I would assume you still feel like it's the enemy. <laughs> uh, and, and I know how you are about anything that becomes an enemy <laughs> to you. What, what, what say you today to the cancer community at large where we are at the time of this recording about the options and the possibilities? There's so many options for services out there. You know, we talk about different accommodations. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's so much more than than over 20 years ago when when we started this this journey. Yeah. Uh, there's there's so much more available to patients. There's choices that patients didn't have before. Yeah. So all you have to do is get on the internet now mm-hmm. and uh, cancercenter.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and shameless plug. <laughs> so um, um, you can find a, a wonderful choice. Well, I know you have a you have a heart and you have a passion for people and you, you're very mission driven, sweetie. Uh, mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, probably outside of my mom, I've, I've never known a, a, another woman who's more driven around mission of serving God and serving people and making a difference. Uh, given the fact that you, you saw your mom's journey and given the fact that you saw my journey, which was very up close and personal, um, Today, would you would you say that uh, for for the cancer community at large, there's much to to be to look forward to as as a possibility? I think the the great uh, speech of Jim Valvano, he you know his famous last words was "Never give up, don't give up, never give up." What would you say from a from your perspective of being a fighter and and being strong will? Inspire somebody and encourage a cancer patient today that may be told that they have cancer. If you if you want to fight this fight, fight this fight. If you have a will to and a desire to continue your journey, continue your journey. It's within you. Um, use your Heavenly Father to guide you and connect. There are options for you. There is no reason to stop the fight. Continue to fight the good fight. And I would say, and, and get you a good partner who, who will quietly sit on the sideline, but be ready to jump in at any point and any time to help you throw some of those punches. And that certainly is the case uh, with my darling partner. Having said that, sweetie, it's good having you on the show. I, I really appreciate, this was fun. This was really fun. And I hope that, uh, the audience uh, enjoyed this as well as we continue to talk candidly and frankly and organically about cancer treatment, uh, you know, being a thriver, being a survivor. We know that everybody's cancer journey is different. Everybody's cancer journey is unique. Uh, but what we we feel very strongly about uh, and I'm going to ask you to pray in just a minute to close us out is the fact that until the Lord tells us that the battle is over, the battle is not done. The fight is not finished and we have a right. We have a reason and we have a resource to fight back. And so um, I thought I would just bring my secret weapon in to just kind of encourage you today from her perspective 
uh, about cancer and what she's seen and felt and experienced. And um, close us out with a word of prayer and, and, and speak the words of life over, over some cancer patient or, or a caregiver at this point, sweetie. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we call upon you today to just breathe the breath of life mm-hmm. into those who are listening. Fill them with your spirit. Yes. Fill them with your love. And Lord, we just thank you for all that you do for us, Lord. We thank you for your, your son. Lord, we just praise your most holy name. Lord, we ask you to touch each and every patient, Lord, from the top of the head to the bottom of their feet, Lord. Mm. We ask you to just be with each caregiver and give them the strength to just watch and pray and be all that they need to be for the patient. Lord, we just ask you to give us all the strength that we need to be all that you want us to be. We praise you for all that you are. We ask you, Lord, to just be with us and allow us to do your will. In your most heavenly, precious name, I pray. Amen. You heard today from my secret weapon, my wife, my partner, and uh, a daughter of the Most High God, Anita McCray. Thank you, darling. I love you so very much. And thank you for being my backbone and being my right hand. Today, this is health, hope, and inspiration. Take care. God bless. Have a great day, sweetie. I love you. I love you, too. What a privilege for us to have both Anita and Percy McRae here on the program with us today. We'll talk more about that interview, that very special interview that Percy did here in just a moment. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question and answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types and symptoms and risk factors and treatment options. To access this tool, you or anyone you support simply says Alexa Enable Cancer Center on any Amazon device. You can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. All right, here's what I want to know, Percy. You're sitting down with your wife and you had the uh, the interview that we heard some weeks ago here on the podcast, which is still in the archive. If you missed that, go back in the archive and listen to that. But what led to this second conversation? You know, we were just sitting talking and... It's important because uh, Anita's background started out in healthcare. Mm-hmm. She managed physician practices. She's worked with many of the doctors actually uh, previously who have been at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. So she's been around this cancer conversation a long time. And her mom also was a breast cancer survivor. And But I never thought to ask her how do you feel about cancer? What is the initial thought when yeah. you hear cancer? Yeah, and this is in the context of you having just gone through your own cancer that operation. That is correct. Yeah. That's absolutely correct. And she said, and what em- initially came out of her mouth right away is, cancer is the enemy. Hmm. Cancer is the enemy. And then we talked about several other things. I said, let's record that. Let's just interview and record that. And let's talk about how you see and view cancer from the perspective of working with the cancer community and the fact that your mom survived breast cancer. And then now I've gone through this process. You know, you certainly have a, pers- a perspective. Let's talk about it. And that's mm-hmm. that's how we uh, we yeah. conducted the interview. Yeah. So your cancer was not her first experience with no, this disease. This is not her first rodeo at all. And so, again, very much like myself, Wayne, she also had been kind of prepped 
without knowing because she's been around this mm-hmm. conversation for many, 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 many years, yeah. working with the cancer community, cancer patients, physicians, uh, her mother, then myself. So again, this was not an initial kind of, as it is for many people, uh, it wasn't something that was initially introduced into her psyche. She's very much aware of the cancer conundrum and conversation. Okay. So when she said that, when she said cancer is the enemy, what was your first reaction? Uh, I thought about it from the perspective of certainly, spiritually speaking, uh, anything that 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 is contrary to the principles and the promises of God ultimately is an enemy of God. Mm-hmm. And if it's an enemy of True. God, then it's an enemy of God's children. True, yeah. And so when she verbalized that and articulated it, I said, "Yeah, you're right, babe." And here's what's interesting about this, Wayne. And there is kind of a a, a movement if you will, of people who are trying to change the narrative of how we approach the cancer conversation and not and not frame cancer as a fight. Mm-hmm. And and I understand their perspective of, of wanting to kind of reshape that that narrative a little bit. But until you have walked that journey and until you have actually supported people who have been through that process, it absolutely is a fight. And you only fight those who are enemies to you at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and that you have conflict with that is trying to press or push you into a place uh, that you don't want to be in. And cancer certainly is that, theoretically speaking. So when we frame it in those terms... Cancer is the enemy, and it is our enemy in that regard. It's time to, it is trying to steal our health, our happiness, uh, our future, our relationships. It is threatening so many things that are important to us. It, in my opinion, it cannot and should not be viewed as anything other than an enemy who needs and should be fought. Yeah. And a few weeks ago, when Anita joined you for the first time here on the podcast, you talked about how she took care of you, how she was the caregiver when you were recovering from your surgery. Uh, This time, she's she's kind of doing battle for you, isn't she? That is correct. And and it's interesting because her personality... Anita's very ladylike. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, she's very sweet. She's very, and, and her her spirit, her tone, yeah. uh, her dress. Yeah. I mean, she's not going out the house yeah. unless her makeup is correct, her nails, her shoes got to be matching. I mean, the whole bit. Well, I like matching shoes, yeah, too. Yeah, but I mean, she is like every. Oh, matching to her outfit. I get outfit, it. Okay, all right. the purse, everything. She has a beach purse. I tease her all the time about having a, a purse for the beach. Okay. Yeah, so she's got a, a, a certain handbag that okay. she has everything that's for the beach. Okay, but. The Get between her. <laughs> and the point that I want to make is that but she is a bulldog at the end of the day, and she has fight in her, like unlike anyone that I've ever met, maybe other than my mom, hmm. that when, when, when the chips are down and when she then uh, senses something that is a threat to her or that that belongs to her, she will fight for that tooth and nail yeah. to the very last breath. Yeah. Everybody needs somebody like that. Oh, Maybe absolutely. Not, you know, certainly a spouse, but it can be anyone. Can absolutely. It? And I think that all cancer patients uh, are hopeful to have someone like that in their corner. They're hoping that their doctor will fight for them or whatever. So at the end of the day, uh, that was immediately that, that what came out of her spirit that, you know, cancer is an enemy and, and, and we need to fight back and push back against it. And so then she she unpacked that and talked about her disposition. And it was true. That became our mantra that now we, we need to get busy. We need to put a plan in place. We need to execute everything that we've practiced, that we've preached. You know, she's traveled with me literally everywhere that I've been, uh, TV, radio, churches, the whole bit. Uh, and so she said, now it's time for us to put this into action. We've got to engage 
in this warfare on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And so she was fully prepared to do that. She had one quick moment. And once she got through that moment, mm-hmm. she was like, okay, what's mm-hmm. the plan now? Yeah. And where are we going? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we need to talk more about this, and we will, but I'm going to back up, too, because I want you to apply some scripture to, to this conversation, and I forgot to do that at the beginning of the program today. So I'm going to ask you to do it right now, and then let's apply it to what we've learned from Anita here. Absolutely, and so our spiritual nugget can be found in Second Timothy, the fourth chapter, and we're going to read, uh, I'm going to read verses 6 uh, through 8, okay. give some context, sure. and it says, "For this is the Apostle Paul talking, for I am now already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is at hand. Uh, I have fought, verse 7, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith, verse 8. Now there is a sto- now, there, now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. And what, So as we go through life, that's our goal, right? There. That is our goal, yeah. is to fight the yep. good fight. Yep. In other words, uh, I think, and I know when I grew up, Wayne, I don't know about you, I, I grew up in a pretty conservative church environment, you know, the concept of fighting and this, that, and the other <laughs> was frowned upon. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're good Christians. We turn the other cheek, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Now, my dad, who was not that much good of a Christian, used to say, where's your mom? Okay, you need to pick up a stick and you need to hit him. Okay, that's what you need to do. But don't tell her I told you that. My dad has some fight in him at the end of the day. Well, when I learned the balance of the Word of God, for example, it says that the kingdom suffereth violence and the violent taketh by forth. In other words, once we have been violated, if you will, or attacked from a spiritual perspective, God says that I have empowered you, spiritually speaking, to push back against that that is trying to push against you and use the spiritual weapons of your warfare, our prayer life, our belief, our, you know, uh, praise and worship, uh, thanksgiving. These are all weapons of our warfare. Mm-hmm. And when we couple that, with the weaponry of of our natural sciences, good medicine and yeah. clinical data. Sure. Gifts from God. That all gifts from God. We now can talk about what the Apostle Paul talked about. He said, I have fought a good fight. I think there's something to be said of putting up a good fight at yeah. the end of the day. Not so much of what the outcome is. We want the outcome to be favorable, mm-hmm. obviously. But there's something to be said about even in defeat. Well, boy, he put up a really good fight. And we've heard people say that. And he put up he put up quite the fight. And I think that there's something to be said about this from a cancer perspective, win, lose, or draw, depending on how we want to interpret that, that there is something to be said about empowering and encouraging one to fight the good fight because cancer yeah. at the end of the day is the enemy. So you saw your sweet wife put up her dukes, huh? Listen, she <laughs> she put her high heel shoes on, she painted her nails, and she said, uh, when is the doctor's appointment? And we will be there. And she was sitting front and center, <laughs> and she was cheering me on all along on the sideline, and she was standing there saying, this can be done. We will get through this because we have God on our side, and cancer is not our friend, and we have a right to resist it. And I thank God that she did feel that way, and she was standing right there with 
with me because she's little. You know, she's my wife is not that big. You know, I'm a big guy. You know, I'm 6'4", 260, 70. And, you know, she's like 5'2 on a good day. And so, but boy, that, that whole fighting spirit just erupted and came yeah. out of her. And she was probably seven feet tall in the spirit. Yeah. And she was fighting with me the entire way. Well, when you go home and see her tonight, you give her a hug for all of us. Tell her thank you for being with us I today. I will. I will. And I, I, I appreciate that so much, Wayne. She is a great partner and I'm grateful to have her and I'm lucky to have her for sure. We have a resource that we want you to download and use. Uh, please go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Make use of these wonderful resources that Percy's put together mm. for us this week, How to Face Cancer with Boldness. Yeah, it's a, it's a great resource. And when we designed this one, it was really around the idea of not cowarding to the idea of cancer because hearing cancer can can cause us to want to shrink back and cower to it. And at the end of the day, we said, listen, uh, let's write something that will help people to be bold and be courageous while facing cancer. And so with that, it gives nice uh, scriptural reference to where God empowered his people to be bold in the midst of their, their, their situations and circumstances. And we want every person to face cancer with boldness. We do, not want, we do not want you to hide and cover up. We want you to stand tall like a redwood tree and say, today we are declaring that we're going to fight back and push back against this dreaded disease. Go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com forwards all run together health hope and inspiration add the dot com and download how to face cancer with boldness person mccray director of faith-based programs cancer treatment centers of america thank you brother thank you love you guys and again remember we've got a lot of work to do we're not leaving the planet till we finish chopping some wood so get your axe get busy and i'll see you out and let's get together and let's continue to encourage each other to do great and mighty things. God bless you. Join us next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Dot com.